This podcast is brought to you by MonthlyChallenge.fit. It's like Weight Watchers better help and the biggest loser had a baby. Check it out, MonthlyChallenge.fit. Today on the Logical Weight Loss Podcast, you're going to meet my new friend Tom Jordan from the Losing Weight Podcast. I'm going to tell you I found the secret as to why I was gaining weight, and I've been losing it ever since. We're going to talk a little insights into Lifestyle 180, and Jim Pack just keeps getting cooler. Welcome to the Logical Weight Loss Podcast, where we take a no-nonsense approach to weight loss. We left our excuses in the past, and we've forgiven ourselves for abusing the gift that is our bodies. From this point forward, our health is more important. We will stay focused. We will stay determined. We will sacrifice now knowing that it's not going to be easy so that we can live a better tomorrow. We understand that weight loss is a marathon, not a sprint. It's about making lifestyle changes and that the only person who can stop you is you. You know where you are now and you know where you want to be. The new you begins today. Let's go. I just want to be thin. I don't deny it thin. I want to try it thin. But I can't buy it. Guess I'll have to just d- d- die it thin. Won't tell you lies thin. I want smaller size thin. But I realize I guess I'll have to exercise. All right, welcome to the Weight Loss Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting.com. Thanking you so much for tuning in. If you're new to the show, look, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a lawyer. I'm just a dude trying to lose weight like you. And you know what? Here's the cool thing. You ready for this? I am down, baby. 213.8. I started off the year just 31 days ago as we record this. It's February 1st. I'll put this out on Monday the 4th. But uh, started off 31 days ago, 217. Set a new record. And I'm down to 213.8. So that's cool. Hey, if you'd like to uh, join in on the conversation, I would love to have you. Our website is LogicalLoss.com. You can email me, Dave, at LogicalLoss.com. You can use the little send voicemail button out there on the website, leave a comment on our blog, or go out to our Facebook page. You can find that by going to Facebook.com forward slash LogicalLoss. It's kind of our new forum. Uh, So we'd love to have you in on the conversation and uh, we're just going to jump right into it. I uh, got to tell you that um, in the past, I've had a long fuse and kind of prided myself on that. But what I was really doing was I would basically eat my feelings many times. That wasn't very good. And so uh, starting when I was probably in about sixth grade, I used to keep a journal on and off and on and off. And unfortunately, well, depending on how you look at it, most of the time when I write in a journal, um, I only wrote when things were going very bad. I was like, yeah, somebody, nah, 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 and so-and-so broke up with me, and nah, 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 this job stinks, blah, 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 which is fine. A journal is a great way to release that frustration. Um, as uh, somebody said, in short, you get your temper out on the page instead of blowing up at loved ones. That's great. But I want to get into journaling every day. The more I read about it, there's a guy named Michael Hyatt. Uh, at uh, He does a podcast called This Is Your Life. You can find him at Michael Hyatt. Hyatt is H-Y-A-T-T dot com. Great guy. A very inspirational leader kind of guy. And he had this whole episode about how the healthy benefits of journaling, where you kind of get in touch with your feelings, you connect with your heart, you can record significant lessons, uh, and kind of just get to know yourself a little more. Actually, there's some some really cool books 
and I'll have these out at the website at logicalloss.com forward slash 181. Uh, one is called Journal to the Self, 22 Paths to Personal Growth. Open the door to self-understanding by writing, reading, and creating um, your journal of life. And um, then another one is called Journal Journalution, Journaling to Awaken Your Inner Voice, Heal Your Life, and Manifest Your Dreams. That one seemed to dig a little deeper. And to make a long story short, being kind of the geek I am, I was looking for something that I could journal online. I was using the spark people kind of journal thing, but nothing against spark people. I'm just not a huge fan. They actually now charge for their app. And um, I just wanted something that was just for journaling. And I found this cool system called pen zoo. So if you go to logicalloss.com forward slash P E N Z U pen zoo, it'll take you over there. It's a free system. And you can go over and you can log and you can uh, export your stuff as a PDF if you want. And you can leave comments and you can tag things. You can do all sorts of fun stuff. But here's the cool thing. And I don't want to turn the podcast into a giant, hey, I love my iPhone. But man, do I love my iPhone. I just got one uh, a couple weeks ago. And you can actually journal on your iPhone. And you can actually, what's cool with the iPhone, you can push the little microphone button. And it will basically listen to you and then transpose or transcribe, I guess it is whatever you say into your journal entry. It's very, very cool. The other thing you can do about this is you can actually take pictures. So it's almost like a little scrapbooking system that's just for your eyes. And that's the cool thing about it. I mean, when I was growing up, my sister had a diary. (laughs) Enough said, right? Okay. And, uh, you know, they always had those little locks on them. No, no little lock is going to stop a little brother, right? So with a diary, you always kind of have to worry about hiding it and, and keeping it. And if it's paper, if somebody reads, this is all password protected. It's backed up. It's completely secure. And, uh, you know, unless you leave it open on your computer, which I don't recommend, um, nobody's going to find it. And that allows you to just vent if you want to, you know, just vent because you don't have to worry about grammar and punctuation and, and who's going to read it. So it's a great way to vent, and um, there are actually some studies that uh, back in 2009, the Journal of Clinical Sports Psychology, um, where injured athletes spent 20 minutes a day for only three days writing in journals about their negative experiences related to their injuries and treatment. And four weeks later, as you might expect, their psychological stress levels and mood disturbances were significantly lower than people who didn't. And there are other studies about people with uh, arthritis, basically journaling helps you deal with stress, which then when your body isn't so stressed out, it functions better. Like I said, you get your your temper out on the page instead of blowing up at your uh, loved ones. And so what I want to do is I, Michael Hyatt was saying, just get in a habit of doing this every day. And what that allows you to do is get insights into yourself. You can document things. And like I said, with the, the one on the iPhone, you can actually take pictures, which is kind of cool. So it's a, it's a free app if you want to check it out, even if you don't have an iPhone um, and you want to get into journaling. I, I got to tell you, it's something that I go in and out of. I really, one of the things in 2013 is I want to journal more. I, I kind of do my own little audio journal at uh, my other podcast. I don't really talk about it a whole lot on, on this podcast called Building a Better Dave. You can find that at betterdave.com where I just kind of stream of consciousness thing. But I, I want to do something that's my own, that's just for me. And Oh, that's the other cool thing about a digital one. You can have a journal for you, your personal. You can have another journal for work, another journal for, you know, basically use it like a notepad, and uh, it's all digital, all backed up, and uh, nothing against paper and pen, 
but it's a cool system. And like I said, I think it's $12 a year if you want to go with the pro version of Penzu. If not, just use the web-based version. And again, go to LogicalLoss.com forward slash Penzu, P-N-Z-U. Just to uh, give you a little heads up, I, I hate to make this the Gym Pack podcast, but Gym Pack just keeps getting cooler. If you're new to the show, Gym Pack, go to gympack.com. It's an app for the Android and iPhone, and um, the iPhone version just got, oh, man, is it cool. What it is is you say, look, if I don't go to the gym X amount of times, take X amount of, X amount of money out of my uh, checking account. Now, since I've started using it, I've made my pack every time, and they say that 90% of the people that use this Meet their pact, and I've earned a whole three dollars and eighteen cents. Woohoo! You you earn somewhere between sixty and seventy cents a week, because if you don't make your pact and that money comes out of your checking account, it goes to the people who did. And so, what was cool about it is, it used to be you had to go to a gym, and the GPS on your phone would say you were at a gym, and that would be it. Then they added this thing called Run Keeper. It's another app for anybody that runs. And so the one night my gym was closed, but I turned on run keeper and just walked around the neighborhood for 30 minutes. And it said, okay, good. That's a workout. And it told gym packed. Now, what if you don't want to walk around the neighborhood? I actually did this this week where it was snowing sideways. It was horrible out. And I was actually, I had my gym bag with me, but I didn't even want to drive to the gym and it's just right around the corner. So they actually have it now. And it's right now, as far as I know, just on the iPhone version, you can say, I'm going to work out. And it says, are you at the gym? Are you at home? And you, if you say, I'm at home, the motion sensor on the iPhone, you can just strap it to your arm. In my case, I just threw it in my pocket, and I just walked around and climbed the stairs on my lunch. And you have an hour and a half to have 30 minutes of activity. So for me, being a teacher, I probably could do that during the day. And if you've been active for a minute, it counts it. And if you get 30 minutes, it says, okay, there's your workout. So you no longer have to go to the gym. You no longer have to... Uh, even go outside and still get your gym pack. And what, for me, what that means is I always betted very conservatively. I said two, two times a week, I'm going to bump that up. Uh, Leanness Lifestyle University says you should be doing uh, six sessions of 30 minutes minimum if you really want to lose weight. And I'm going to kind of shoot for that because I can do that now and uh, get my 30 minutes in. So that's going to be very, very cool. And uh, you can find that again. I'll have links to this out of the show notes. If you're in a, an app store or Android, just it's Gym Pact. P-A-C-T is uh, the app. question from uh, the Facebook page and this said, Dave, are you joining Lifestyle 180? I talked about this on the show last week. You can hear my interview with David Greenwald. Just go to LogicalLoss.com forward slash 180. And this is really, uh, we're going to talk about accountability partners here in a second uh, with my buddy, uh, Tom Jordan. But David was on, he's a certified wellness trainer and uh, just certified guru, basically. And he, he talked about how he has this whole team. It's $97 a month, and that's about $3 a day. 
But here's the thing. Right now, I'm spending close to $3 a day on caca, whether it be Mountain Dew and peanuts and chips. So why not take that money that I've been spending on junk and spend it on myself? And the other thing that in this case, if you heard that episode, they're actually going to be looking at your food. And they have some really great recipes. One of the things I really liked about it so far is he can go in and say, look, what's your goal? And you can say, okay, if this is what you want to be in uh, 20 weeks then um, or four weeks or six weeks or whatever your goal is, uh, this is how many calories you're going to eat. And then it lets you know if you're on track or not. It's really pretty cool. And there's a lot of things that get into your head. Like one of the things I loved is it said, write down what works for you. So I said, well, when I don't go to McDonald's, uh, when I get plenty of sleep, when I pack my gym bag the night before, you know, all these things that work. And then those times when you feel kind of discouraged, it's like, well, then do these. It's really cool. And there's some great tools in there where he will text you kind of motivational things. You can actually get a phone call that'll give you some tips on, you know, why you should eat breakfast and things like that. Actually, it's a obviously a pre-recorded. It's not, it's not Dave calling you at four in the morning, but it's a pretty cool system. And uh, there's a great community board over there of, of support. So the, uh, I think it was Alice said, you know, that's a lot of chunk of change, but I'm like, you know what, for me, I just know I started off this year heavier than I've ever been. And, uh, I wanted to change that. And I will say here is kind of funny. Here's a great tip. And then we'll get to my, uh, interview with Tom here is I figured out why I was gaining weight. I could not believe it. I'm a big fan of lose it. That's one of the things that when Dave said you can use lose it now with, uh, Lifestyle 180. If you want to join, by the way, Lifestyle 180, just go to LogicalLoss.com forward slash LS180. Again, LogicalLoss.com forward slash LS180. And I'm a gadget freak, obviously, right? And I was using Lose It, and I turned on RunKeeper and because uh, it worked with Gympact. Well, RunKeeper also works with Fitbit. And uh, which is another thing I'm a big fan, a fan of. So I had my Fitbit tied into Lose It. I had RunKeeper tied into Lose It. Everything's going in to lose it, right? Lose it is this app that you can use to uh, track your food. It's on the iPhone. It's on the Android, either one. And it's also on a website. If you don't have a phone, you can just use their website. And to make a long story short, I, I, I kept looking at it, kept saying, you can eat more food. You've burned so many calories. You know, you have some food you can eat. I'm like, oh, cool. So I was eating like 2,000, 2,400, 2,500 calories. I'm like, really? Seriously, I can have popcorn at the movies? I'm loving this. Well, my weight kept going up and up and up. If you listen to my episode at the beginning of the year, I'm like, I don't know what's going on. I'm exercising, but I'm not losing any weight, and this stinks, right? Well, here's the deal. I would walk around the neighborhood, and my Fitbit, which is that little fun-filled kind of pedometer on steroids, which now syncs with your phone, which is very cool. Go to LogicalLoss.com forward slash Fitbit if you want one. And uh, that was giving me, you know, hey, X amount of points for burning calories for walking around the neighborhood. But then RunKeeper was tracking where I walked and how fast I was. And it said, oh, you've burned calories too. So Fitbit would say you've burned calories. And so did RunKeeper. The problem is it was only one walk. So one walk was getting double the points. So consequently, I kept saying you can eat more food. So when I finally figured this out, that if you're using Fitbit with Lose It, the only exercise you want to put in there is something that doesn't use your legs, basically something that isn't going to trigger the steps. So if you're you know, riding a bike or if you're lifting weights, something like that, that you, want to, you would want to enter in as an activity. But most of everything else, it kind of picks up. So uh, check that out. I undid, I, I disconnected 
my run keeper. I still use that on occasion if I go outside, but it doesn't feed in to lose it anymore. And consequently, uh, yeah, I had to eat a little less, and uh, I, I've been losing literally 0.2 pounds, um, I think, every day this week. I would wake up and be like, okay, you're at, at, at 214.8, 214.6, 214. Then it was uh, today, 213.8. So uh, be careful with all those gadgets. Uh, they're great. They motivate you. They give you ways to manage your your fitness. But uh, if you get too many tied in, you, you actually end up getting more uh, credit than you deserve for burning calories. All right, next up, I talked about the uh, great community you can find over at Lifestyle University. You've got a great community over at uh, facebook.com forward slash logical loss. And today I'm going to introduce you to my new accountability partner. His name is Tom Jordan. And uh, he reached out to me uh, while I was out in Vegas a couple weeks ago and uh, said, hey, you know, I've listened to your podcast, really, really like it. I was thinking of starting one of my own. Um, would you like to just have a correspondent? And I said, sure. And to make a long story short, uh, it took too long for us to get connected. And in the process, which is a good thing, Tom started his own podcast. Check it out, losingweightpodcast.com. But I still wanted to have him kind of come on, be an accountability partner. And uh, hey, if, uh, you know, how's that go? Two heads are better than one. And so consequently, we got on Skype. And uh, here's my conversation with Tom as we talk about some of the things that he talked about on his podcast. All right. Well, joining me via Skype, we've talked numerous times about one of the ways that you can increase your effectiveness, I guess, in weight loss is to not do it alone. And if you can have some sort of accountability partner, uh, it's never a bad idea. I've never read that, you know, having people involved with your weight loss is horrible. I've never, ever read that anywhere. So joining me, I've just met him Six minutes and 55 seconds ago is uh, Tom Jordan. Tom does the Losing Weight Podcast, which you can find at, you guessed it, losingweightpodcast.com. That is easy to remember. And uh, he's got five episodes up. I just uh, was listening to him this week. It's great stuff. So, Tom, thanks for coming on the show. David, thank you for having me. It's uh, it's a pleasure. And uh, I got to ask you a question. You uh, have a great episode. One of my the ones that I listened to that I was like, ooh, I should be doing that, is you had a, a episode about blending versus juicing. And I, if I understand this right, you're throwing, well, what are you blending? Let's just go that route. I am blending on a daily basis. Um, I like bananas. Uh, first of all, I use water as a base. The thing about blending is that uh, you can throw a bunch of vegetables and fruit into the blender, but you're going to get mush because you need some. You need a liquid as a base, essentially. So okay. um, I, do, uh, I do water, although you can do juice. And then I throw in a couple bananas, and I throw in some berries. I like the uh, the Costco Berry Trilogy mix, which is like blackberries, raspberries, blueberries, and um, and then a whole bunch of spinach, like as much spinach as will fit into the blending carafe. And then I press the lid down, and I push smoothie. And um, I'll tell you what, it's uh, it's made a huge difference in my life over the past year. And uh, just this past week, I started substituting the uh, the smoothies that I make, just like I said it there. And this is going to come off like a commercial, but it's not. I started <laughs> substituting a regular dinner for those and then having a little tiny dessert afterwards. And I'm down four pounds in the past week. Beautiful. And, and it wasn't supposed to be a crash diet or anything like that. But as people who might listen to the podcast know, I, I, I lost a certain amount of weight um, 
I lost about 50 pounds. And then just in, just over the holidays, this past holidays, um, I, I went up 10 pounds. And I was like, oh, man, I went past the 230-pound mark, which I said I would never do. So I was at 237 at one point. I was, oh, I got to do something. And that's what sparked the whole podcast thing and getting in touch with you and, and the rest is history. Well, there you go. And, and for those who haven't heard your podcast yet, what what is your podcast about, basically? Well, you know, um, it's a lot like yours. I, I got to okay. tell you. I mean, if 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 you and I don't have a very similar um, delivery style, then I don't know who does. It's it's just me. I come on. I talk about the weight that I've lost or gained in the past week. Um, I explain this is for entertainment purposes only. In fact, you and I have the same spiel. You know, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a, I'm not a psychologist or whatever. And it's, and it's yeah. funny because I did that before I even heard yours, heard you say that, but it just comes out naturally. I want to make sure that people know that I'm not an authority. I'm just a guy trying to lose weight like you are. And, right. And that's what I talk about. And then I'll try to throw in some substance in there each week. Like I've talked about barriers to entry to weight loss. And I just recorded a, an episode this morning that has to do with uh, mental barriers to weight loss and some of the things that I knew about and some other things I found online that I think might be helpful. So yeah, it's a, it's a lot like what you're doing. Um, I think, uh, I think I'm just trying to, I'm trying to build a community as well of people on my Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash losing weight podcast of, so people can chime in kind of like the old forums that used to be online, mm-hmm. um, that became so difficult to gauge and, and monitor because of all the spam and everything. And they're kind of hard to read each thread, but you can do that with a Facebook page too, where people throw pictures of themselves on there and start interacting. And that's kind of what I'd like for that page, that Facebook page to do. Yeah, so that's it's, actually, I, I had to close my form because it just got overrun with spam. I did the same thing. I had one going for my, uh, I collect vintage hi-fi too. And I had one going for that. Um, venture and I had it going for about a year, but man, it was a daily maintenance thing. So luckily Facebook takes care of all that. There's going to be ads and things that you have to deal with, but people understand that anyway. And the idea is just to get people there and start sharing um, their triumphs and trials basically. So I'm trying to do that. But the podcast is interesting because I want people to go from the Facebook page, realize that I have a podcast and listen to that too. And I've only been doing this for about five weeks on the on this particular podcast. So very cool. Now, what you said you lost weight before? I did. So I was I was uh I was into cycling for a long time. This is back I think you and I are about the same age. Back in the 80s I was very competitive and in cycling. I loved it. Um and and then uh, starting around 1990 I started gaining weight and I think I probably I peaked out at about 275 pounds. And I stayed there for about a decade. And, um, and then two years ago, I just finally said, you know what, forget it. And I can't tell you exactly what it was that made me say that because it had been a number of times before that that I decided to lose some weight. And I just – I basically lost weight too fast. I, I, I pretty much crashed on a 1,000-calorie-a-day on a diet. And for three months, I dropped – close to 50 pounds and I wasn't suffering through it. It was fine. But that also kind of messed with my metabolism and I, and I plateaued at about 230 and I dropped about another 10 pounds to 220. But my goal weight has been 200 pounds. And for my frame and height, I should be about 290. So, but 200 is such a great round number. I'm just going to go with it, you know? <laughs> um, you and that, that's what I'm trying to do now. So, so when I, when I was down at 225, you know, I've been living for the past couple years at about 225 and that's fine even though I never met my goal weight and I kept on using excuses like well I'm building muscle mass and that's adding the weight and so on and so forth but truthfully I could be 200 pounds and be fine and and that's where I'm trying to go now with the and the podcast is helping me do that so it is it's it's one of those things where and I'm taking something from from your page I actually started this a couple weeks ago where I'm now announcing my weight um 
in every episode. So okay, it's good. my way. Yeah. It's my way of kind of doing my own little Weight Watchers. Where okay, even if I go up, you know, it's like all right, yeah, okay. And yeah, everybody yeah. and people can identify with that, right? It's like last week I had gained a pound and I thought I was doing really well and it's, uh, you know, and then and then the smoothie for dinner thing brought it down under control. But there's only so long you can do that. My whole mantra with my podcast and what I'm trying to do is really losing weight is – and and from listening to your side, of, from your um, from your podcast too, I think you feel the same way. It's really – Although it's your goal, it's also kind of a side effect if you just start eating better and cutting down on processed foods and everything else. And the whole changing your way of eating for a lifestyle instead of I'm going to diet, I'm going to stop eating proteins, I'm going to stop eating carbs or I'm going to increase carbs or whatever. I don't know. There's All those things kind of just add to cutting down on calories. And if if you can just change your way of eating and start substituting a lot of what you eat with vegetables, it really seems to help. It helped me anyway. Yeah. Now, one of the phrases that you use a lot, and and to me, I wanted to kind of have you expand on it a bit. And the funny thing is, is my my, my brain is going blank here. It's the uh, you want to eliminate. I'm going to say it hurdles, but that's not what you say. Oh well, the barriers to entry. That's it. Barriers yeah, to entry. Yeah. I spent the uh, first episode one talking about that one. Yeah. Um, you want me to expand on that a little bit? Yeah, if you could. Yeah, yeah, no problem. I mean, the podcast itself was kind of a metaphor for the barriers to entry thing. I wanted to create a very simple podcast. I've done podcasting as you have since almost the beginning. You, in fact, you've done it even longer than I have. And, and there's always a lot of equipment involved and a lot of editing and everything else. I was just like, you know what, if I'm going to do this podcast, I'm going to make sure that it's as simple as possible and requires the least amount of editing. I'm going to make it as good as possible, but man, I got to get this down and do it without a lot of barriers to entry. And I started using that as a metaphor towards exercise and dieting. And there's a lot of barriers to entry that people have, and I have them as well, things like parking at a gym. Like, do you have to drive around for 15 minutes to find parking? Do you have to fight traffic to get there? If so, how long are you going to really do that before you finally say, you know what, this gym thing isn't going to be for me, and then you don't have anything else to fall back on. You're not coming home and doing the home gym. You just stop working out. Um, so there's things like that, and that's that's one of the main the main examples that I give. And so I have uh, basically a home gym where I've got a small little gym and then I use kettlebells as well and then I also do stair climbing um, at my work um, a couple times a day for 10 minutes each time and I take my breaks doing that and that's a killer workout so I'm not forcing myself to go to the gym and I've got kids and uh, full schedule is just too much some people think well if I can't go to the gym then I can't work out and I don't know right. that it's really worth it for me so there's one example I, of barriers to entry how do you deal with the <laughs> I don't know if it's embarrassment or what. Like you'll see somebody because I do the same thing you do. Uh, I will. We have I think it's four whole floors, mm-hmm. and I'll go on break and I'll just walk down to the first floor and then I'll walk all the way up to the fourth floor and then I'll walk down to the first floor and I'll just keep walking up and down. And it's always interesting when you see that person come out on the second floor and maybe they walk up to the third <laughs> floor yep. and you're walking and down and then you know five minutes later they walk down from the third floor and you're still in the stairs. Right. Right. Do you do do you 
Is it just me or do you feel weird when that happens? I, I do. In fact, it's so funny you mentioned that because the other day a buddy of mine said, I'm going to do the stairs with you. And I said, okay, great. So we started, we go down and we, he stopped at the landing right above the doorway at the bottom. And I'm, I look up and I go all the way down to the door and I go, what are you doing? He goes, I just don't want to turn around right at the bottom and have somebody walk in and see me doing the stairs and, you know, wonder what I'm doing. And it's like, oh man. And I did that for a long time. I've been doing this for about a year now because I moved into this new building. And, uh, but you're right. And then you start seeing people. But then I also see other people doing the stairs. Right. I'm like, you know what? I'm not the only one. I'm not the only crazy person here, right? And the thing that gets me and the thing that I just realized in the past week since I actually bumped up to one more rep of going up to the fifth floor is, um, is I'm starting to really perspire. And it doesn't, yeah. always, it doesn't always hit me till I get back to my desk and I got my fans going from my desk and I'm just sitting there thinking, okay, I wonder how big the, uh, the stain on my shirt is growing on my back right now. So <laughs> as far as embarrassment goes, I don't mind so much the stairway anymore. It's kind of what happens afterwards. And I started thinking, well, maybe I'll just do it at the end of the day, you know, before you I go. leave. So there's that. But I hear you. It's, and it's, it's like that with anything. Um, for, for a long time, uh, I was taking my kettlebell on a walk with me. And um, I would swing it around my waist, kind of a round robin thing, as I was walking, just to add strength mm-hmm. training to an otherwise, you know, kind of not really aerobic activity with walking. But, um, and I, and so my family would say, let's go, t- let's take a walk to the park. We'll take the dog. And so, no problem. And I said, I'm going to take my kettlebell with me. Well, they're kind of embarrassed because I'm swinging this, you know, cannonball on it with a handle on it around my waist. And we're walking up the street. And we're waving to neighbors and everything. And I had a couple of people stop me. What is that? But I just had to – you just got to do it. You just have to right. – you can't let that become a barrier to entry, you know? Exactly. Yeah, I've got a dog barking out here. I hope that's okay. That's all right. It makes it's obvious it real. We're, not in, we're not in a sound studio, right? So, yeah. <laughs> well, my barrier to entry that we've just eliminated was we have a really – my wife bought this really nice – um, I don't know what you call it. It's it's one of those bikes that you kind of almost lay down to ride. I don't know, yeah, like the bike. Recumbent, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, love it. It's great. And uh, but we did find out that if you keep putting clothes on it and stuffed animals and heating pads and everything else that doesn't belong on there, you you are much less likely to ride it. So that's we, very true. We've kind of made a, a little pack that uh, you know, and I, I have found that I I love it. I can plop my iPad on the top of the thing and just mm-hmm. kick back and watch and. Uh, you know, that's another one where it's, uh, you get done and you, you kind of go, wow, I'm not sure if that did anything. And then you, you feel the stain on your, your back. And right. you're like, okay, and that was actually. Exactly. And you feel your, little, your legs are a little rubbery and you're like, you know, that did something. And I, I hear exactly what you're talking about. In fact, that's another barrier to entry was the fact that I used to ride in the early, like pre-dawn here. And, mm-hmm. um, and, and in the, when it gets into the fall and so forth, you really have to, even here, you have to bundle up. It gets down to the forties or whatever, but that's pretty cold when you're riding your bike. And I would, I'd find myself for 15 minutes getting myself all my cycling gear on and all my winter cycling gear. And just to go out for a 25 minute ride, well, that was a barrier to entry that last. And I did that for six months before that barrier to entry finally got to the point where I just couldn't do that anymore. And then we did get an indoor bike, a recumbent like you've got. And I do the same thing. I got my iPad on it and uh, I just go to town on that now a couple of days uh, in the morning per week. And I don't have to worry about what I'm wearing, what I'm looking like or anything because it's before everybody else is awake. So, See, that is the advantage of, of doing everything in the home is you don't have to worry about, okay, do I have to take, you know, am I going to have to change the gym into different clothes? I know. And, you know, what am I going to look like? And then I know. Like I don't even know. Are sweatbands still in? Do people still wear headbands? I guess I don't, probably not. I don't think so, no. <laughs> That's, uh, that shows I, you how long it's been since I've been to the gym. And probably leg warmers are probably out too, right? 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good. All right. I will not wear my leg warmers if I ever go to the gym. <laughs> yeah. And then it's the whole, you know, am I going to shower at the gym or how? it does. It becomes kind of a, you have to plan it out. And uh, speaking of that, how do you, are you a exercise in the morning person? Do you have it on your calendar? How are you fitting your, your exercising in? I, uh, good question. Yes. I exercise in the morning person. I'm an early morning person anyway. Um, I usually go to bed when the kids go to bed and I get up um, a couple hours earlier than everybody. And uh, so I like to do that. I like to get up. Um, I can't exercise with a full stomach. I can tell you that much right now. So I might have, if I'm going to go on a bike ride, I'll have a banana before I go, uh, maybe half an hour before I go. Um, but I do. I exercise in the morning. I do, um, I do the indoor cycling this time of year. Um, and then on the weekends, I'll take the bike out if, it's, if the weather is permitting. Um, but I'll do kettlebell in the morning. Now, my 15-year-old son, I'm, like, I'm glad to say that my exercise is kind of paying off a little bit here in that um, I'm inspiring my son who, um, to do some exercise. So he's picked up a kettlebell as well. Cool. And we're doing that together now in the evening. So that's one thing I don't do in the mornings anymore um, because he wants to do it. And I want to do it with him. So, but we're do, we'll do that together. I'll have my little my, uh, my iPhone with the timer on it, the kettlebell timer, and that will be beeping. And, and my boy and I will do that kettlebells um, in sync together, the same workout, um, while the rest of the family is doing homework and, and you know, reading or whatever. And it's really neat because they're, they're watching us do it. And the other day, my... My nine-year-old son picked up his um, his school binder and started swinging that like a kettlebell too, which was great to see. <laughs> and, there you go. Um, yeah. So it's you know what, without having to preach to the rest of the family, they're they're following the example and they're seeing some progress. And and Nick's getting in great shape from it. So. Well, and especially at fifteen, I mean, that's if if I could go back in time. Oh my gosh! Yeah, you know, I I I found at fifteen that no pain. Uh, no gain. I I just like the no pain part. Right. But right. but but to me, I was like, oh, if I could go back and and pick a time when I would rebuild my body, it's like I had so much time on my hands. And uh, you've you got you, time on your hands, and you've got and you've got the, just the power of youth that's, that's yeah. with you. So um, yeah, he'll be surpassing me. I have no doubt. I don't like the idea that he's going to be stronger than I am in six months, but I think it's probably going to happen if, if it hasn't already. The guy's he's um, he's six three and a half at fifteen. So, wow. yeah, so he's, he's going to be a monster. And <laughs> so I, um, and with the kettlebell and everything else that he's doing, but I'm proud of him. And again, it's just one of those things where it kind of rubbed off and it's really good to see. It's hard to get teenagers to do anything. And, uh, for him, for me not to say, I need you to do this, but for him just to do it was great. So, yeah, there you go. Well, and it's one of those things you forget about that, you know, whether you like it or not, your kids are watching yep. and that that's good when you're doing good things and not so great when uh, they'll, they'll pick up. Any kind of habit you got, so That's you might exactly as well make it a good right. habit. That's exactly right, and um, um, yeah, good or bad, they'll pick it up. So it's good to be that part of me anyway is a good inspiration to them. Well, you, you know, I'm a gadget geek, and I heard you mention you have an iPhone. Uh, any fun-filled fitness apps that you you use? I use Kettlebell Timer Pro. I bought the Pro version just to get rid of the ads, and I think it's only a couple bucks anyway. Um, I use I've got the phone in front of me. As a matter of fact, um, for my uh, for my bike riding. I do, um, I'll tell you in just one second here. Oh, I do uh, map my ride. Um, mm -hmm. I've got, and so that, that's, there's a, there's a lot of these out there that actually, yeah. it will follow you um, and, and track everything, you, all your courses that you're doing and everything like that. And you can share with the community if you want to or Facebook, which I don't do a lot of sharing on that. 
Um, I've got Gym Boss, which is just another timer app that helps you keep track of reps and sets and yep. things like that. I've I got just saw that yesterday. Yep, and I've got an odometer on there for walking. And I do mm. photography as well, although I haven't updated for a week or two. And that's an online social networking fitness community. It's photography, F-I-T-O-C-R-A-C-Y. Yep. Um, and then uh, I've got this new program, and I think it's probably for Android too. It's called Zombies Run. Have you heard about this one? No. Okay, this okay. is wild. So, so get this. So this is an interactive program where it's basically an audio story. You've got an audio book playing in the background, and it tracks you by GPS. So it knows how fast you're going and where you're going. And you start off on missions, and basically you're dropped into a zombie apocalypse. And you've got sound effects of the helicopter taking off behind you and bombs going off left and right. And you've got this guy in your ear saying, okay, you're, you're in drop zones, you know, 52. There's only 60 survivors in here. You've got to walk to this location. And so you're just walking, and you're you're walking out, you know, you just could take in a walk. Um, so it gets you outside walking, but then it says, hey, there's a zombie behind you. You got to run. You got to run. And it knows how fast you're running and it knows how far you're running. <laughs> so it actually tracks you. Then it's okay, you're safe. And then along the way, you can pick up objects to build your base with so that other people can come to your base. It's wild. Definitely have to check that out. Now, yeah. is that something you could do on a treadmill? Um, I don't know because it uses GPS to track where you're going. Ah, yeah. See, that's that wouldn't work um, But you know, when it says run, you can certainly run. It just may say that you're caught, you know, because right. you can't go anywhere. But that's called Zombies Run. That, that, <laughs> one, that one wasn't cheap. That was like five bucks or six bucks. But, and unfortunately, I, I got that because I walk a, a mile um, uh, a day. I try to get in a mile a day. But um, I started walking with somebody else. And um, uh, and now I don't listen to that while I'm walking because I'm talking to, this, to a buddy of mine. So, but I will use that again. It's a good app. So that's about it as far as that goes. Very cool. That's because uh, I'm a gadget geek, so I'm I'm always looking for anything to make it fun, spice it up, yep. give me something to track. I am too, and I was listening to your to your podcast and talking about Fitbit and uh, and the um, Gym Pact, mm-hmm. which sounds yeah. really cool. I was laughing. I was talking to my uh, my uh, stepdaughter because I've made. Hold on, I'll pull up my phone. I, I've, it's it's a whopping amount of money using Gym Pact. As he pulls it up and he waits for mm-hmm. the uh, – and survey says, I have made $2.52. Have you had to pay anything out? No, I've made every – and now I'm, I'm, I'm going – I'm lowballing it. I'm like, okay, I will make it to the gym you know, twice a week or you can right. take 15 bucks out of my account. And what's cool about that now is like, okay, I've done that now I think three weeks in a row. And I'm like, okay, it's time to – you know, let's go to three and 15 bucks or something like that because that's right. the whole idea. But to me it's just – it's it's stupid. It's not. I'm not going it to make the money, but it is kind of weird that I've promised myself that I'm going to do this, and uh, you know, it's um, it that's, is. That, I it, it's working for me. They say it's like 90 percent of the people that use it um, seem to do better than without it. So it's it's I some weird little it. mental thing. Well, there's nothing like attacking the uh, the old wallet to uh, give you some yeah. inspiration. Um, what if, I mean, unforeseen circumstances. So, well, you have to do, it's just in the course of a week. You're not saying that on Tuesday night between 6 and 8 I'll be at the gym. You're just no, saying, it's, like, okay. It runs Sunday to, basically Sunday to Sunday. Midnight at Sunday is when it closes. So okay. any, like right now if I make a change and say I'm going to go three times a week, it would take, uh, as we record this on Saturday, it would actually start on Monday. Okay. So you, you're, you're, the pact you make starts next week. Gotcha. So it's, uh, it's pretty slick. And then if you have, um, you know, if you need to take a break, you know, you, you, whatever, you pull a muscle or whatever like that, there's 
tools in there to say, look, I'm taking a break. I'm taking a week off or whatever. But uh, Right. You just need a doctor's note, right? <laughs> yeah, that's it, a doctor's note yeah. and uh, um, things like that. And I know when I was using it on the Android, it was still a brand new app. And there was a, a time or two where I, I would go to check out and it would just kind of flake out on me. And they were really cool that I would email them and say, hey, I, I did my workout, honest. You can see where I started it here. And they would actually go in and give me credit for it. So well, the support good. seems really cool. Yeah, so. That's good. Um, and it seems to be a little, you know, Android, like I said, they they just came out of beta with that. But uh, now that I'm on an iPhone, it's working seamlessly with that. So that's even better. So cool. very cool stuff. Good deal. Well, I wonder how that would work. What if you don't go to the gym, but you're doing something else? I mean, can it, will ah, it track? Here's what's really cool. Uh, they had, there's another app called RunKeeper. Yeah. And it's one of those GPS track things. Cause their whole thing is you, they don't want you to be able to cheat. Right. So one night the the gym was closed on a Sunday. So I'm like, okay, I'm down to the wire. I got to get my last workout in. And so what I did is I just bundled up. I put my scarf on, my hat, my my gloves, and I just walked around the neighborhood for 30 minutes using RunKeeper. And then oh, okay. RunKeeper said, hey, he was walking for 30 minutes, and it was you know it, it wasn't. I, I don't know if there's a mile per hour like limit, but I was walking at like whatever three or four miles an hour. Yeah. And enough to where it then fed into gym pack and said, okay, yeah, he didn't make it to the gym, but he was exercising for 30 minutes and they counted it. So, oh, that's awesome. Okay. So well, if you're, good. if you're a bike kind of person, you mm-hmm. could, you know, use run keeper, uh, throw your phone in your back pocket. And, uh, you know, that way for not, if you don't want to be a gym rat, you don't have to be a gym rat. Right. Right. Exactly. Well, that's awesome. then. Yeah. I so, like so, that idea. That's another one of those, you know, uh, Face palm, slap your forehead, kind of a things where it's like, why didn't I think of that? You know, yeah. I mean, yeah. it, of course, money's going to make people, you know, have a little bit more accountability. Um, that's cool. That and uh, you, you mentioned Fitbit. I, I like the fact now that I can log in and I'm starting to get more friends on Fitbit, so I can see where I, I am. I think it gives me like my top ten friends and how many steps they've made, and I can see, ooh, you know. Uh, you know, Katie just passed me. She's number three and I'm number four. And so, you know, it, it's that weird little competition thing that for some of us is a motivator that, all right, time to get off the couch. Yep. Yep. And it, it helps too if you know the people that are following you or that are on your team or whatever. I do the same thing on photography and I got a buddy of mine that we're kind of going back and forth on, you know, who can get the most points. And so, but he's a complete animal. So I don't even try. I just, I keep watching him catch up to me, you know, and so it's inevitable. But um, yeah, I mean, the whole social media aspect to just, Keep motivated and do whatever you can do to um, to share. I think people are afraid of sharing when they're when they're gaining weight. And I really want people to chime into my Facebook page to say, "Hey, I gained three pounds in the past month." You know, um, not to get uh, a poor poor you or sympathy, but just you know what? Have you tried this? Have you tried that? And right. I think that's what it's all about. You know, we've got this great community there. Might as well um, might as well get interactive. Sure. I mean, because there's. I doubt that there's anybody out there that says, hey, I'm going to start losing weight starting tomorrow. And then for the next six weeks or six months or, you know, three years, whatever it takes to lose the weight, they never gain. They just lose every single weight. It's never going to be a perfect journey. And uh, so that's the whole thing is you don't want to – I think there's – I'm not sure who actually said it first. I heard Jillian Michael say it that, you know, if you get a flat tire, you don't get out and stab the other three. <laughs> right. Know? Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's it's not like, well, I've, you know what? I told you I wasn't going to do it and I, I quit and, you know, you're off to the ice cream stand and, you know, it's, it's it like, was, no. Uh, that's very true. And it's one of the things I talked about today on, on this morning's podcast that I did. Um, I, I, was, I was talking about, you know, mental barriers. And one of the things is it's going to take too long to lose the weight and – 
you know what? Time is going to pass whether you're doing something to lose the weight <laughs> or not. I mean, in six yeah. months, you could have either started six months ago um, or you could have continued down your path and been 10 pounds heavier or you could have been 30 pounds lighter. It's up to you. And yeah, people think, oh, just, but you can't stop time. Um, right. It's going to keep going. And I, I've used that before too. It's like, ah, just, God, it's going to take forever. How am I going to lose 20 pounds? Well, just start. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, because. Because six months from now, it's going to take even longer because you've gained six months worth of weight because you didn't exactly do anything. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And um, so, yeah, just get going. And uh, I was talking about when the best time to start is. And I, I've heard so many people say, well, just start start now. Start immediately. And I'm like, you know what? I've already gone this far. I'm going to start Monday morning. I'm going to allow myself one more weekend mm-hmm. of, of whatever, of, of, you know, Rocky Road ice cream and uh, right. pizza. And then, um, and then, and then I'm going to start Monday morning. I'll feel, you know what? During the course of the weekend, I'm still going to feel pretty good about the fact that Monday I'm going to start. Um, but I can't start as I'm walking into a restaurant, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that's not going to happen. And I think that's too, it's just part of it's just keep realistic goals and keep realistic views of what you're trying to do. And I think you've, You've come to learn that too in your journey. You just can't expect for things to happen too fast, and if they do, then you might have a backlash of getting that weight back again. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's I, I like to watch The Biggest Loser, but I realize that that's not real life. Those are people that are exercising six hours a day. Yep, not me. Know. Yeah, but. I don't know who has time. It's just <laughs> yeah, awesome. Well, Tom, thanks so much for coming on the show, and uh, we'll definitely be checking in with each other to uh, keep each other up to date and uh, keep us honest and uh, you can find Tom again over at losingweightpodcast.com thanks for coming on the show hey thank you David anytime love to uh, love to uh, join you on occasion for whatever you need here and and, uh, keep me accountable There you go. Super nice guy. Wish he could send some of that California weather my way. But uh, looking forward to having Tom pop into the podcast every now and then. And um, I want to thank you so much for uh, tuning in. I know a little longer show than usual, but uh, enjoy hanging out and talking to you. And uh, if you'd like to support the show, go out to LogicalLoss.com. We've got a PayPal widget right there on the right-hand side. Or if you go out to LogicalLoss.com forward slash Amazon, that'll take you out there to Amazon and anything you buy, a small portion of that comes to me. It doesn't cost you an extra penny at all. Deeply appreciate that to everyone that's been helping with that. Helps pay for the bandwidth, helps uh, pay for uh, the web hosting, things like that. If you're uh, new to the program and you never want to miss an episode, go to LogicalLoss.com forward slash iTunes and subscribe. We're also in Stitcher. If you're listening in Stitcher, a little thumbs up is always, always deeply appreciated. And if you're in iTunes, you know, LogicalLoss.com forward slash iTunes will take you right there. And uh, if you could leave a review, that gives us a little more exposure as well. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you want to join in on the conversation, go out to our website, LogicalLoss.com. And let me leave you with my favorite Jillian Michaels quote, which is, Why are you choosing failure when success is still an option? And if your heart is still beating, it's still an option, right? So thank you so much for tuning in. I'll see you again real soon with another episode of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. If you're listening to this on a website, please consider subscribing to us for free on iTunes by going to LogicalLoss.com forward slash iTunes. You can contact me via email by sending an email to Dave at LogicalLoss.com or call in your comments toll free 888-563-3228. 
You can sign up for our free newsletter and participate in our forums at our website, which is LogicalLoss.com. Our theme music is courtesy of SkinnySongs.com. Thanks again for listening. You know, they say knowledge is power. Knowledge is only power when it's acted upon. You can do this. Live right. Lose weight. Live long. I just want to be thin. I don't deny it thin. I want to try it thin. But I can't buy it. Guess I'll have to just deny it thin. Won't tell you lies.